right now. All right, bet. All right, folks, this is uh, Wise Grisette. Damn, how do I want to say this? Fuck, we just, we just talked about this. All right, yeah. What's going on, folks? This is Wise Grisette from the Indie Creative Network, and you're now streaming Two Belts Podcast. Yo, we are back with episode 143 of the Two Bells Podcast. Yo, I just saw the wildest shit, Carlos. What'd you see? So, I just came to use the bathroom, came from using the bathroom, and uh-huh. it's not some gross, it's not, well, I don't know, depending, depending on who you are, so I literally, alright, so there is no more Nigga paper- Nigga shit around the room of the toilet? No, it was- I think that's my, like, worst nightmare. I've definitely walked into a bathroom and it was, like, a shit explosion. <laughs> like, I don't know where, how it got as high as it did and on the walls and everything, but it's they just- They Tony Hawk did, the shit jumps out of the bowl <laughs> off to the side and shit, like, I never seen no shit like all this. Alright, so this may or may not be gross, so there was literally, they you just, I guess, they just finished using the bathroom and they're washing their hands, but there's no paper towel- so they just ran their hands through their hair. Oh. And was just like, I can't dry my hands. Before so. I make a speculation, are they You know what? I didn't I didn't see I didn't see the race before. What do you mean? You couldn't see like the hands? No, 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 no or... because I you know, I'm not like, directly looking up, uh. but I'm like looking to the side and I see someone just think through their hair and then literally as they're leaving, I'm like, what the fuck was that? <sighs> Is this what having hair is? Is this why you're growing out your hair? Is this no? That's not what I do with my <laughs> hair. My hair is not a fucking wash rag for my goddamn shitty bathroom hands. Oh my god! But it's fucking disgusting. Nonetheless, we have a special guest in the building. Shout out to Wise Grisette. You're, <laughs> you're. Sorry, you had to sit through that sort of. Uh, I mean, people be nasty, bruh. Nasty. I people mean, be nasty. At least he washes his hands, though. You. I mean, yeah. A little rinse. And it was an attempt. Yeah. It was an attempt because people you walk out the bathroom and they be nasty as. F- bathroom etiquette is kind of weird. Like it, I think it. I don't know if it varies by race. I don't know. It maybe it just it varies do. by clean. I don't know. Sometimes I think it do. Because <laughs> you, you know you get your ass beat if you came to the table and you'd be like, "Did you just take a shit?" I, I wash my. If I know I'm about to eat when I get home, I wash my hands because I know my shit's been all over the train. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, and touching shit and all this other shit. Some people are just like zippity doo dah. Um, <laughs> but we are here. Um. Welcome to the show, my man. Nah, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I know the uh, trying to organize this. How did you meet Carlos? Because this is my first time ever meeting you. Seem like a cool dude, just off yeah. rip. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> cool friend was moving. Yeah, I know. Nah, so I think I followed y'all podcast. I mean, so I'm a podcaster. Well, I was a podcaster. I run a podcast company. So my job really is to pay attention to the podcast industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw Two Belts podcast like. Well, like, at least a year ago. Yeah. Like, y'all probably were, like, episode 50 or something like that. And I saw the podcast. And, of course, I, you know, just, you know, paid attention to it, whatever. I'm pretty sure I followed Carlos. Um, but then I actually saw him in person one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was probably, like, what, a couple months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago. A friend of mine was moving uh, to another city. And she needed, like, you know, things to move and stuff or whatever. So I had, like, these bins. Mm-hmm. And she comes to the house. And he's right behind her. And I'm like... 
Is that this nigga Carlos from the Two Bells podcast? You think he just pulled up in my crib? She bringing podcasts to my crib. Wow. Any even telling me <laughs> that shit was hilarious. But yeah, it was. I was. Want to record an episode, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Want to do your little funny, funny? Ha ha. Let me see if this nigga's the real deal in person. Let me see if this nigga really. Yeah, nigga, have me stand up like fucking Bobby and Atlantic oh, on the fucking table doing a dance and shit. <laughs> <laughs> let me see if this nigga's the real deal. Let me oh, let dead, me test yeah. his temperature real quick. <laughs> Where's your cloud at? <laughs> oh, but that's cool, man. Definitely. Um, do, talk about the podcast network, or at least the podcast company. What, oh, do, you, what man. do you refer to as officially? All right, so I run a digital solutions company called the Indie Creative Network. Within that company, we have a podcast network called Indie Creative Podcast, mm-hmm. and that is what um, people know us more so for. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a name change because the company itself and the podcast network was the same thing, and people just kept getting things confused. Ooh. So we tried. We started to really like separate, you know, show those levels of separation out. So. Mm-hmm. It's a so in terms of that, what inspired you? Because it's kind of, I think a lot of people would love to start a podcast network, yeah. but I don't know if they necessarily have the resources. Like, where do I find podcasts? Where do I, where do I go for different things? Like, what inspired to start it, and how? What was like the first sort of step in sort of getting, you know, the indie creative network off the ground? Well, I mean, uh, for me, I've been an entrepreneur now for eight years. Um, I have dabbled, well, not even dabbled. I went to school specifically to build website, to build websites, do development for Mm -hmm. websites, manage websites, um, create e-commerce products. So this is a lot of, I'm pulling a lot of, um, resources from my, like my school background, but, um, as a creative, once I kind of veered away from, um, building websites and technology in general, um, I shifted over to broadcast media, Mm -hmm. uh, and I was a podcaster from 2013 to 2017. So, um, I realized within the podcast community what were some of the um, tools and resources that were missing within mm-hmm. that community and started to provide those resources for people around the world. So. Yeah, I think it's a dope, you know, it's a it's a dope thing. It's a it's great to sort of get people off the ground. And I think it's the, it's the newest outlet to be able to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And literally, I think, I don't know if anyone could do it. I mean, anyone can do it, but it, whether you, you it know. It takes a lot of dedication. Yeah. You gotta a sit lot. there and you, it's like an A&R thing because he's gotta probably sit there and seek out podcasts like, yo, this one's good or this one's good or like even build ones from the ground up. Yeah, like, yeah, have yeah. have an idea and you probably help them flush it out. Yeah, we do, we do, we provide a lot of those services. Um, people do reach out to us with no idea. People reach out to us with some sort of idea. People will reach out to us with podcasts already. Right. And we just try to provide them the tools and resources that they need at whatever they're at, whatever, whatever, whatever level they're at. Oh, so. okay. That's a, that sounds cool, man. It's a, it's an idea. I, I'm seeing a lot of it come recently, but it, it's cool to sort of have it from someone looking on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you look for? Let's say you want, you know, someone presents you an idea for a podcast or something along those lines, or just like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want a podcast. Like, what, what's something to definitely look forward to in just saying, like, okay, this is a podcast idea that I can see becoming something? Yeah. Um, I just ask people who they talk, who who are they trying to talk to, or who are they trying to speak on behalf of mm-hmm. because 
when you have a podcast, you know, podcasting itself is is a niche is a niche medium. So if you don't have a specific target audience that you're focusing on, you're already starting from, you know, behind the barn. Like you got to really figure out exactly who you're trying to speak to. And from there, you can kind of craft out whatever idea message you're trying to push. And we do help you with that as well. All right. That sounds that sounds incredibly dope. Um, is there any uh, anything inspired you in terms of making this? Like, what inspired you to say, like, yo, let me go do this? Or is it just self-inspiration? It's like, yo, I could do this. Like, where the fuck out of here? Um, what inspired me really was just the fact that when I when I look at, I mean, for me, and I, I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking hate this word now, low-key, but diversity. Uh-huh. I, hate diver- I hate the term diversity because... It means that people were not there and we're now trying to form a space for everyone else. Right. So it's like getting where you fit in, nigga. But otherwise, you know, outside of that, we don't have that space. So we created a space where everyone who would fit in their quote unquote diversity percentage, we created a space specifically for those people. Beautiful. It's a a wonderful thing. You've you've seen a need in a community and you're providing what they need, basically. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's cool. so. how, how was your tenure as a podcaster? It just, uh, just you said 2012 to 2017. Yeah, that means it's it's done as of right. Now. It's done there. Yeah, it's definitely done as well. Have you as retired? Right the re- jersey has been retired in the uh, Nah, my jersey's not retired. I feel right now like <laughs> I'm an asshole for this. I feel right now like I'm Jordan taking you know going to play baseball real quick. Oh, okay. I just kind of just feel like you so know we're in completely different chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I just switched it up. You know. Um, I felt like with podcasting, I did what I set out my goal to do. And I mean, for any podcaster, you definitely should want to, you should understand in your head and know what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So for me, with my podcast, The Uncle Radio Show, it was to highlight um, artists in the New York City area. And then eventually it was artists um, in areas around the world that had good music, that rap, that mm-hmm. sang, that, you know, um, spoke to audiences and didn't have, you know, that mainstream appeal um, but also had great music. Right. We had 152 episodes. Shit, I did my I did my job. Jesus so, Christ! You know, I did my job. So we ended 150, yeah. 153, 153, <laughs> 153. Like, that's where we going. Um, what podcast can we look forward to under you know the mm. the creative number? Oh. Damn. All right. So I generally avoid answering this question because there is favoritism I okay was, i was talking to my publicist the other day and she said that you got to get past that shit because okay. there are people who do want to find recommendations honestly there is a podcast for everyone on the network mm-hmm. i have my favorites sure. um some of my favorites are on the network some of my favorites are not on the network but i do listen to carefree black girl podcast a lot mm-hmm. um i have a daughter so i do want to know how my daughter what are some ideas that she might have in her head right ahead of time mm-hmm. um i listen to barbershop podcasts because they funny as fuck and i love comedy mm-hmm. um i listen to dope girl dialect a lot whatever um i, I there's a lot of po- like honestly i run a class right and just yesterday i talked i was asking people you know what are some podcasts to listen to and um over the last week and i started listing my the ones that i listened to mm-hmm. it was like fucking 12 and i'm like it was only been seven days <laughs> it's only been seven days and i added another one to that yesterday so you know um it's just uh Diving deep into, you know, the content that you're involved in and whatnot mm-hmm. and just fucking with it. So I'm a super user, I That's guess. That's dope. Um, I don't know if you know this. There's been some re- – I think, uh, I mean, podcasting is continuing to grow mm-hmm. as, as Absolutely. the years mm-hmm. goes on. Even I was looking at this record – I mean, this article in Variety and it says Atlantic Records is launching its own set of podcasts. 
Like a music, mm-hmm. just to think, a music label is now launching, I guess, a podcast network Whoa, of their people own. people are listening yeah, to these yeah. things. Holy shit, yeah. we got to get on that and make them listen to our music. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. It's a, I, you know, it's a, it's a good, I mean, then you see Spotify getting into podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And you see probably Apple Music is probably going to merge it eventually. I don't know. They're what iTunes does with podcasts. Yeah. I don't think they do enough, to be honest with you. They don't. They really, really. don't. Um, but it leaves a space to me, so I mean, yeah, that's appreciate true. it. Apple. But it's just <laughs> it, it's becoming. There's so much like um, with podcasts, and it's just you know, it's a it's becoming a it's becoming a very wide variety. So I, you I, said you said I was Atlantic. No, I said Atlantic Records. Yeah, the record label is so, now starting Atlantic Podcast. So I mean, all right, I'm gonna tell you straight. And I think it's a, a genius idea. It's a fir- the first podcast they have is what did I say with Jason Mraz? Who? Jason Mraz. The singer? The singer Jason Mraz. Guitar player Jason Mraz? Yes. The, the the one and only, you know, if you know him from like the 2000s, I say I'm yours. I think people would remember I'm yours. Wow. You got to play that for me, Brad, because I don't know if I ever. Oh, let me see. You've heard this before. Oh, him? Yes. Yeah. You know how some artists don't got a name? They just got yeah. a song? That's, <laughs> that's, that's that. What's that song? What's that song? Called? I'm yours. I'm yours. All right. Jason yeah, Mraz is like peak mid-2000s, like, meh, pop. <laughs> like, I'm, it's wavy, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, it's, it's whatever, man. Like, totally. Well, I mean, that might not have been the approach that I would have went with um, my host. But, I mean, I, again, like, with podcasting being so specific, they can have, they could launch 50 podcasts just like that with different hosts that would focus on specific things. Three L W podcast. Yeah, I mean that's that's really how <laughs> Tori, deep they could get the g- other girls, and yeah, but and they have and they can play music, which is something that not they're gonna give one to like Beyonce's mom. Yeah. Yeah, it's just gonna be her wilding out. Listen, <laughs> listen, tell her come to the ICN, baby. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is. You know, I'm not like I have an idea for what Atlantic could have made that mm-hmm. Atlantic. If y'all trying to talk about it, hit me up. Wise ICN at gmail dot com. But you know, um. Overall, I think that it's a great idea, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's space for all podcasts to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hell, shot, jump jump into it. Dive into it. Let's go. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. You have anything, Carlos? No, I've just ask? been listening. you just been listening? Yeah, just been I want to learn. Yeah. Just been absorbing it? That's good. That's <laughs> energy. That's energy right now. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk. You mean, you've you've talked about music before. We're about to get into This is a music podcast. We haven't mm-hmm. gotten a ton of yep. music lately. Um, but we are on this episode, and we have a lot of, I don't know, it's 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 relevant depending on what you like, but I, I'd say what I want to kick off first with is with SZA. Okay. And SZA's an artist, congratulations to SZA, by the way, has had a big week. I think Love mm-hmm. Galore went two times platinum this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Weeknd went two times platinum this week. Her album Control went officially platinum this week. But she isn't happy with the album Control, which kind of blows my mind i think that's just an artist being an artist oh yeah they like mm, it could have been better in retrospect i think you know? she's she i mean she had an interview in um fader magazine and it was a full-length interview she also had an interview in gq mm-hmm. um this week is another addition to her big week she had a she had a interview in fader magazine she talked about how that she wasn't necessarily like she thought the album was just full of throwaways the really? album that she completed, like, yeah, the album that was presented to the public, and she wasn't necessarily um, totally 
enamored with the the final product of the album, which is weird. Mm. And I say that's weird because it's an album that kind of touched a lot of people yeah. in, a, in, a, in a certain age group, or I think even multiple age groups. I think it's one of those albums that sort of transcends age groups because I think it's generally a feeling. What I love about artists is they always say, this is what I did wrong, but they never said, this is what, uh, what I'll change about it, or this yeah. is what I'm going to do going forward right. about it. They just go, well, what's done is done. That was art. I and now it... we're going to make more art. That's really... That's crazy. I mean, you know what? I want to say that's crazy. At the same time, I completely understand her. Yeah. You know, as uh, as an artist, as a creative myself, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, there's a lot of shit I don't like about things yeah. that I've done in the past, things I did, shit, things I did yesterday. Right. I'm like, damn, I could have did that way better. But for it to receive the type of accolades that it did or whatnot, I mean, regardless whether she won, whether, regardless whether she won or not, she got Grammy nominated. Or yeah. whatnot. People, people can't say that. Five-time so. Grammy nomination. She, she got plaques. Yeah, she shit. got plaques. It touched a lot of people. She got bread. Crazy. Yeah, she got I mean, bread. I think it's more so, and I'm trying to look at it from her perspective, and I'm thinking, like, it's her first album. She may not have gotten, you know, when you're in your first album, it's not like you have, I don't, I don't want to say, the, I guess the word cloud, or at least some sort of, you know, you don't have the weight to say, like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. I think yeah. it's a lot of it's deal with the label mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of how they're sort of crafting the album. And maybe that's the sort of space that she in where she didn't necessarily get the full creative control about it. Well, I know she had a lot of, like, beef over the years with how TDE was managing her as an yeah. artist or whatnot. But, I mean, I, again, outside looking in, but the way that the year, the last 18 months that SZA has had... A lot of people can't, a lot of people never get that in their career. This is Period. true. And like, I feel like, but also from her perspective, I'm looking like that. And for the, the story I heard was that um, pretty much she kept recording and recording and recording and mm-hmm. recording songs. And eventually they took her hard drive and it's like, all right, we're making an album out of it. these Shit, um, umpteen songs um, because we need to deliver this album. Yeah. Yeah. And just to think that the album became successful but maybe it wasn't under her own merit Mm. so maybe it was under the guise of how the label did so now she's experiencing all this success now she's experienced all these fame accolades it's touching so many people but it's not it may not be fully her i mean the the lyrics are fleshed out or definitely SZA, and maybe the sounds aren't or something along those lines but it's a product that wasn't fully SZA potentially yeah real i mean real quick does anybody know SZA's real name says or something cool i bet so let's just let's let's just i mean she was (laughs) (laughs) she okay so this this kind of goes back to why we have labels Mm -hmm. right you know um scissor is a brand yes that's not the person that is a brand she as an artist she is expressing herself through this brand she didn't name herself like her name isn't her full her full name isn't her artist name. Her mm-hmm. name is SZA. So as TDE or any label will look at it, wherever it's like, yo, we are we invested in the brand SZA, and mm-hmm. this is the type of music that we needed to, to that we feel like would um, fit your audience. And from a number from numbers perspective, plaque perspective, awards, all that stuff, that shit worked out. As a creative, she may not be happy or whatnot because mm-hmm. it may not be her full idea. But I mean, when you finish it, finish your deal, whatnot, and go do your own thing. Right. Uh, exactly. Give me a second. Let me see you. Go out the noise. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this out in post. Yeah. Love. Gotta love the post, right? That's why I love this over uh, radio for sure. Oh yeah, you can't. 
I don't know why they put a subwoofer in that small ass room. That was the worst like idea. 30 minutes and I'm... <laughs> now, anyone tell you that you look like uh, Jonathan Jackson from Blavity? Really? Motherfucker, tell me you look like D Wade. I That's heard D Wade all the time. You do kind of look like D Wade too, though. Not gonna hold you. I, I heard that. I, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I mean, SZA. She talked about you know the weekend video in this Fader article that people weren't necessarily happy with. She said she seemed to be fine with it, but it was everyone was kind of you know sad that it was sort of. Solange's vision kind of imposed on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't think we actually talked about Carlos, but it's a. I don't know. It's a. It's an interesting video. I mean, I haven't watched it since. I mean, I don't. I, I've never well. watched it at all. Everyone was lambasting it. I was like, hmm, I don't even give a fuck about this album. <laughs> that, oh, you don't even like you don't like the album? I don't really care for it because it's not because it's fair. not supposed to be for me. That's fair. I mean, That's fair. I mean, good music is good music. Good I don't music know. is good music, but if you can't relate to say good music, and then, yeah, it's lost. It's not That's true. I mean, I, I like I like I like the album. I did not Dominican watch men the video. Don't cheat. I'm the pass. Is that is that right? Yeah. No, we have two girlfriends. Okay, nah, yeah, all right, nah, 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 I, I, nah, I'll fuck with that, cool. Yeah, <laughs> two people are going to be very angry at me after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you didn't, oh, you, oh. Oh, my God. Friday, say hello uh, to Saturday. Listen, check out the all the scissors stuff. I mean, this Control, I like the album. I thought it was good. I'm just very surprised that she didn't like it, but it touched so many people. Mm. But I mean, it's it's her own it's her own artistry. I think it's a, it's just not having control. And I think the second she's supposed to go in and start recording the second album before that um, that tour pops off, the mm. tour with TDE, which mm. Schoolboy Q and Kendrick and all this other stuff. She's just there to yeah. She's really there on that label to just add variety when they do tours like this. Yeah, mm. I think she's the second biggest artist on the label. That's the fucked up part because yeah. I know that's why they added her at first. They were like, "Well, you know, she's a girl. She sang R and B and shit. So we don't put her on the label. If we ever need a hook, you're it's there." You saying she's the Olivia of the label? Yeah, that's really what they try to do. <laughs> that's what niggas try to do. That's how niggas the think Olivia, when they do the this. The Emil of the label. Is that Emil? <laughs> the Emil. I oh. mean, the highest, I guess the highest thing would be the Nicki Minaj of the label. I was going to say, like, on. Eve. Eve, 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 Eve also, mm, very Eve successful. Had a good yeah. They brought on, uh, Hustle Gang brought on Iggy Azalea. I mean, that worked for that, a minute. Oh. And then it, it didn't work out. A very brief A very brief moment minute. in time. But you know what? It, it is what people it is. See the People see the jig really quickly in the age of the internet. Really so it's, quickly. So it's hard to get over on people. Um, the next thing we have is a new release from Future. Yeah. Um, who produced this one? Southside? I have no idea. Who it's got to be Southside. Um, the song is called "I Can't Fuck with No Thought." This is this is very on brand for Future. Um, <laughs> it definitely is. But is it just like it's nothing that we haven't heard before? Sometimes, like I don't think like the th- the stuff that he puts out in like succession to like mixtapes and albums. That's like it's just to get us still listening to future. Oh, yeah. it's, to, Not, I it's can't to fuck keep. With. I can't wife no thought. I can't wife no thought. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play just briefly, very low. <laughs> yeah, well, who do you think produces? That's Southside. That's Southside. I can tell that by the hi hats. He's got the he's got the ear for it at this point. <laughs> um, Future has delivered an entire slew of music over the last That's number of years. Definitely Southside and TM88. I think it's 2017 was. I mean, besides the release of Future and Hendrix, I think it's been relatively quiet. He released released Super Slimy. Um, I'm hearing rumors of a Super Slimy two um, mm. coming Super out. Slimy Brothers two. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, 
But I can't wipe no thought. I mean, it's a buzz record. Wild in pocket. Yeah, it's like it's like safe for future. But it, it kind of came and went. Future, yeah. I mean, and and this is it came out twenty four hours ago, so mm-hmm. I don't know the sort of longevity of it. But it kind of came and went. I mean, is this? Are we looking at the side of where people maybe will start demanding a little bit more from future? I think Future is an artist that takes his time with whatever he really wants to put out, and then everything else is just like, okay, you had it. I don't even know that. I think he records a lot of songs, and he just decides, I'm going to put out this one. That's another thing. Like, when he lost his hard drive, mm. was it? That, I think, For 56 Nights? Yeah. When he lost his hard drive, he had to re-record a lot of things or just come up with a lot of different things. But he's Future. You can come up with a lot. I don't think a lot of stuff takes a lot of mind. <laughs> like a lot of his brain. on my knob. I like I like how I remember I was reading some article wherever it is. I'm not sure um, his producer names and stuff, but I do know that uh, he like goes in the studio and records mad stuff, yeah. and then mm-hmm. they chop it up and put it together right. to make the song. So I don't really think it requires too too much. I don't really think his his fan base is looking for an exceptional amount mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of expanded material from him. I just think that the the quote unquote crossover mm-hmm. reach that he could have had that he could have, he doesn't really care about it. Yeah, I think um he he's coming off of again not being nominated for a Grammy, but I don't think it necessarily bothers him because nope. the man is out on IG doing all this stun shit and all this other crazy shit. Um I think I think at this point now he's more worried about his legacy. It's mm-hmm. just in terms of Atlanta trap artists and all this and just creating music. And I can't, you know, I can't mess with, I can't wipe no thought just kind of in the same sort of line. But it also feels like a derivative of, like, past songs that he'd made. Like, mm-hmm. we've heard this sort of thing before and we've heard the same producer and there's sort of the same overall feel to it. But So I'm thinking, like, I don't know, maybe it's time that he comes with something a little bit different. He, he's worked... I think it's just easy for him. I think it's just easy for him to be in Atlanta. And this song might be old as shit, by the way. Yeah, probably like two years old, maybe a year old. But it's like, it's it's just easy. It's just easy for him to pull up in Atlanta and work with these guys because they're always there. Hmm. I mean, does he even care at this point? Like I'm saying, does he even care to go any further? Do you feel like artists should care? I feel like it's important. I feel like I feel like if you're an artist that's described as a seminal artist, it's important for you to still be a pioneer and innovate. Yeah, you can't just sit on your ass and like and like just be like, okay, well, I made this one record because that's, that's how time it. or just the era or the wave or everything. And it's even faster now. It's even faster it's now. Super faster now. I've heard about this guy called Sheck West. I have no idea who he is. Sheck West is on um, Cactus Jack. He's on a uh, Travis Scott's label. There we go. <laughs> I'm about to say, connect me to somebody I know. Cool. All right, bet. Check West. Um, I've been listening to it because it's been on the RNC Radio podcast. Make sure you. I mean, RNC something Radio Bama, playlist. right? That's, his, that's the song that he came out with? He came out with something Sheck West. It's the, literally, his name is in the title. Like, no, no, no. There's a song name for it. Hold on. I'm about to But nonetheless, like, right things up. are just so fast. And ah, Mo-Bama. Mo-Bama? <laughs> you heard this shit? No, I have not. Well, if you just gotta compete with that, I mean, why, why the fuck would he? Why, why would he work any harder? Uh, why would live Sheck West, die Sheck West is the name of the song I was talking about. I mean, you know, it's Sheck West. This is Sheck West. But this is at least the next generation of music, and and plus we know Future can rap. We know yeah. that he. We know that he can rap, rap. Right. You know, but if the if again if your audience ain't calling for what you what what some other what critics might be calling mm-hmm. for. 
Fuck the critics. The critics ain't even the critics legit. Like I mean, I haven't heard I haven't heard that new future song. I probably won't listen to that new future song. Yeah. I don't consider myself a critic, but I used to be a critic, and I promise you that future don't go rats ass or what I think. Yeah, he cared about the thousands of fans that will he will pull up or whatever and start, and that song will will turn on and people will start jamming. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to expect some new future real in the soon. Near future, real real soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was terrible. Um. Let's see what else we got on sort of news. Oh, I have this week in problematic rap. Oh, wait. Do I want to do that or do I want to do Ray Shrummer first? Ray Shrummer first. Let's talk about Ray Shrummer. Let's soften the blow. Ray, Sh- <laughs> Ray Shrummer, um, their build over the last couple of years, I think everyone has sort of witnessed it and everyone has become fans of Ray Shrummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Shrem Life, just out of the box, came out, you know, no flex zone. Um, no type, all these other things, and they became sort of a major star for that. I think one of the real, like, first albums of, like, the streaming generation where people are just literally, like, streaming these albums and they're becoming popular this way. They almost stumbled for Shrimp Life, too, but Black Beatles saved them just because of the... Save. Just of the videos <laughs> and the viral content. The viral, the... What was it? The Black Beatles? It wasn't the, the Black Beatles. The Mannequin Challenge. The Mannequin Challenge sort of saved it and brought it back. And they were able to sort of cling on. And now we're getting ready for Shrimp Life 3, or is it... I think it's 3. I think it's Shrimp Life 3. Um, where they're coming back and they're dropping a triple album. They wild. Oh, <laughs> what? I was only born with two ears. A triple? <laughs> like, they're wild. They're dropping. It's called Shrem, I guess, but the the E in it is stylizes in three. Oh my god, they're doing like fast. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so they're they dropping, going too far with this. They're dropping a triple album. Um, one side will be Ray Shremmer, the other side will be Sway Lee, and of course the other side they better all get five songs each okay nah 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 will be Slim Jimmy with, with with that concept I could kind of fuck with it but it does depend on how much tracks is yeah, on yeah it's like, like give them like five tracks this each this is the streaming era there will be a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah nah that's, a, that's the unfortunate part if you get if they, if they hit me each with like six songs and then the and then the, the dual album itself or whatever was like ten mm-hmm. I will probably listen to the individual I will listen to probably the entire thing right. to be a complete honest with you I'll probably mm-hmm. listen to the entire thing. So a number of a number of weeks ago, they released a single teed up. It kind of just came and gone. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure a lot of people realize it was there. Um, they're on the new Janae Aiko single as I well. I really wonder if they still do this. That the, the thing that started like the Atlanta Trap Wave and how all these rappers got discovered down there. Mm-hmm. So it's like they used to press records out at the strip club before even getting them on the radio. You'd pass it to the strip club DJ and they'd sure. play it. So I wonder if they still do this. Because I, I feel like that would be the real test. For this music. People do not get excited and start moving to this music and like, yo, this is some shit. Like, they should probably just wait or do it again. Like, they don't, people don't test music anymore. I think the people just get in the studio with a producer that they know is good and just release it. I think mm. they test music on sort of creatives and just like... But that's terrible because the creative isn't the average consumer. This is true. Yeah. This yeah. is true. I yeah. think, I don't know, because I don't know if they're testing it in the strip club. I don't know if they decided... 
we're going to do Power Glide and test it out how it does in the, you know, when everyone's throwing money or something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they test it. I don't know if they still do that. Um, That's a, that is a, that is a super genius idea though, because the club people, yes, people are still going to the club, but the club is not as popular as the club it used to be. The strip club though. The strip club. It's like people, always consistent people are stuck cycle. in there. Son. People this go to, people talk about strip club wings, bruh. <laughs> they talk like, about strip, strip club, club wings. Cuisine. I've seen I, niggas talk about the mac and cheese at a strip club. That's being what I'm delicious. saying. People be people sit in the in the strip club, so right. they're gonna they're gonna be consuming that music or whatever. And if the strippers is going, going wild, I mean, that's, it sells. That's the all song. I need. Yeah, that's all I need. It's like Labor Day, son. You know what soca songs are <laughs> yeah. high when you see girls. For a fact, right? For a fact, the, when you when you figure out the road mixes and see who jamming mm-hmm. to what road mix, what song you hear the most on Labor Day, whatever it is, it's the same it's concept. Same concept. So. so we've got three singles. We've got one by Slim Jimmy, one by Sway Lee, and one by Ray Shrubber. Which one do you? Would, oh, can we start you? with? Can we start with Sway Lee first? Can we start with Sway Lee? Sway Lee. He's on his ballad shit. Um, a very sort of artistic way, and and which is I thought they would go this way with him because they feel like he's a singer. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's more than just rap. It can be sort of wide appeal. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. had success with um, Unforgettable last mm-hmm. year. He's been on a couple singles. This single is listed as R and B soul, which okay. is a new for. Okay. You know, it's new for Sway Lee. R&B but... shrimp. Let me speed it up a little bit. This is he's on his beauty behind the madness shit. <laughs> All right, a little vibey song. I think okay. it is. I think it's a little yeah. I think it's a little weekendy. Yeah. If it's in that pocket, that uh, that faux house pop sort of thing, it'll be remixed a lot. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, the definitely. more space you leave in a song, the more people be like, "Yo, I could just fill this with mad <laughs> drums and different sounds and shit." Um, I love to hear like the like the EDM and dance electronic music um remixes to this shit though. Oh yeah, you slide definitely. this shit to a nigga like Calvin Ooh, Harris, and then oh my he turns God. into a little heater into Ray Funk or something. Yeah, some shit. Ray um, Funk bounce waves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So we have Sway Lee with a single. And I think people generally believe that Sway Lee is probably going to be the more successful of the two. I uh, yeah. Just I from I mean, he has writing credits on Beyonce's Formation. Mm-hmm. He's been on a number of singles. He's been he's the one I would think out of Slim Jimmy. Um and in him he's been featured on more songs. So I yeah. think generally people feel like he's the more talented one. But let's slide over to Slim Jimmy, who has Woo. the record Brinkstruck, which to me, out of all three of these, is the best single out of yeah. all three. Really? Okay, this okay. This shit hit hard. I think this song, like, it sounds so good because it's like, you wouldn't expect him to just carry this sort of song by himself. He's never had like a like a, like a moment. A, yeah, like a singular appearance like this. So everyone will be like, wow. It's like when the kid that's quiet stands up in the class and reads perfectly and they're like, wow, that motherfucker can <laughs> read. Yeah. <laughs> he can speak too? Wait, shit, that's oh, crazy. Shit, nigga. Oh, shit. 96 on the regions? What the fuck, nigga? I got 73. The crazy part about that is that, like, I. I there are certain songs that just cannot get played on laptop speakers oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This because doesn't know justice. Yeah, yeah like yeah. yo the, i know the this bass sh- on that gotta be sick this bro. shit oh, doesn't know justice Ooh. so if you wherever you are at you i mean 
just listen to the record. It's 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 a monster of a record, and I think it's probably the better out of the three. Mm-hmm. And then we have their sort of joint, you know, record still. I think they don't want to fuck up the money. They don't want to just do yeah. it, just in case it don't work. But I also feel like it's just Ray, it's still the brand of Ray Schremer. That was kind of a cheat though, because Ray Schremer still was kind of he was featured on that one too, though. No, I mean it says feature Ray Schremer just because I think it's brand. Not just um, that. It's like Ray Schremer isn't just them. It's also the production group involved. Gotcha. Too. Okay, like, okay, okay. The okay, ear drummers okay. produce most of this. So well, Mike Will's gotcha. team. Yeah. Um, to me, this sounded like, before I realized it was 3-6 Mafia side to side, I was like, did they sample Fort Minor? <laughs> I actually noticed somewhere like catching a check. <laughs> Power Glide. Yeah, I'm good on that one. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not it's not as strong as the rest, but their chances are they'll probably be a video. I did not know they yeah. had a single in 2014. I kind of want to listen to it. Really? To because see they must have been what like is it? 12. <laughs> 12. It's called okay. We. It's a house. Let's see. It might be a different race remember. Who knows? No. This is definitely. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely them. Huh. Work. <laughs> Work. His voice is cracking and shit. <laughs> yeah. With my juice cup. You grab the syrup. You grab the honey. Wait, How old are these niggas? <laughs> it don't matter at this point. Like, everyone's talking bullshit. They're probably, right? what, 23, 24? I mean, yeah, they're fairly young. It sounds like some, like... <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was alright. To be honest, I play, I would play that before I played that last song you played. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Would. Um, this is the the universe we live in. Where I don't they haven't announced a date for the threequel to <laughs> uh, Shrem Life, the trilogy, unless it becomes like what Omarion did, where he's like, Care Package is a trilogy, and here's Care Package four, and I was just like, nigga, it's not a trilogy no more. If you exactly, <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, yeah, really. That's I fuck with the I fuck with the Slim Jimmy single. I also fuck with the Sway Lee single. But I fuck with the the Slim Jimmy just not. I feel like everyone's just gonna fuck with the Slim Jimmy song. It might. I mean, it I might mean, carry over to the summer. We'll see. Carry. We'll see what else is on we'll there. See. Maybe Sway Lee will put like Khalid on his single or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Location <different>. two. <laughs> um, and I guess our last piece that we have to talk about this week is this week. And problematic rappers, and I feel like we should now do like a little theme song or a little jingle or something, just like these problematic rappers because we've talked about them so much over the last year, and it just doesn't get any better. So the, in terms of this, the weekend problematic rappers, and it, and there's a general question that I have about this because beyond being problematic and beyond being like felons and people who've you know underage rape and battery and all these other things they still manage to be successful or at least moderately successful in this era and it kind of makes you wonder what's the sort of gauge of people listening and the gauge of how much people care about the news in respect to their music artists Mm -hmm. so we have leading this off we have kodak black um who has who is still in jail mm-hmm. because his house was raided after he was on IG Live mm. um, with very suspicious characters in the background holding guns and Damn. they found ninety four point <sighs> nine grams of weed. 
in his. Oh, you know, <laughs> if it was cocaine, I'd be like, damn, that's like a <laughs> that's lot of hard weed. time, baby. A lot of weed. And... Yeah, I mean, um, so IG Live, you know, takes another, you know, rapper's career <sighs> Niggas away. Niggas snitching yep. themselves every day, B. Yep. Free Meek Mill. Um, <laughs> um, but he's still, you know, he's still, there's still an open case for a sexual assault case, but he just released Heartbreak, Heartbreak Kodak 3. And Rolling Peace is still a single that's sort of moving on the charts, and he still managed to be successful in spite of being this problematic Can I tell you rapper. something so insane? What? I was at a party. It was a friend's birthday party. They had hired a DJ or whatever, and he was playing Gummo by Tekashi 6 We're going to get to him, Everyone stopped and was like, you turn that off. He's a fucking rapist. He's a pedophile. Wow. But hold on. Right after Rolling Peace comes on, and everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. fucking, yeah, I love yeah, this yeah, shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, was like, "You know, he's a rapist too, right?" <laughs> you know, he's a rapist too. So it's people just pick and choose, bro. People pick and choose because this was a big thing, and everyone's talked about it, and everyone's posted shit about it. You can literally look up people's court cases just based on their names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people get people get caught. In, people do get caught in the moment. I'm not saying neither of them are right. Right. People get caught in the moment, and they do forget that their other favorite rapper. Also, it's a rapey ass nigga, right? You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's and it's really hard. Like for me, my first, the first time I ever had to battle with how do I listen to this person because I know they who mm-hmm. they are was Chris Brown and Rihanna. I listened to no Chris Brown shit for a long time because really? I'm like, yo, you beat the first off. I'm Beijing. It's the first thing. Second oh, yeah. thing is, I <laughs> love prime minister. Yeah, actually, yeah, literally, I actually love Rihanna. So I'm like, yo, you beat the fuck out of my favorite person. When the photos I, came up, you were just like, I can't. Yo, that shit. I was sad, B. I was sad. Like domestic violence is real, you know. So you know, it was really hard. Over time, I've you know gotten past it. I've listened to you know some Chris Brown songs or whatever. Because I mean, he's still Chris Brown. But right. how do you right. find that balance? That shit is hard. Um, another speaking of. You know, assault. Um, young boy never broke again. He about to be <sighs> broke again. An artist from New, um, I think Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, if you have not heard of him, he's come out with the song. I think it's probably most popular song right now is "Outside Today," um, and it's it's kind of slowly moving up the charts. He this week he was arrested after assaulting his girlfriend, body slamming her on the ground, and oh forcing her into back into this room. And this was all caught on security cameras. So um, you can watch a video on TMZ. You see it. The girlfriend now says that they were just playing, and this is how they play, and all this other stuff. But that's a cry for help sometimes. But it's still a questionable sort of situation. But it's a his his album until death. And, and granted, he is eighteen years old. Yeah. Um, he said, and I'm not, you know, excusing anything for this. This is a rapper who said, I'm dropping out of school in ninth grade to pursue music, which is, I think there's some sort of development you need to continue to do through yeah. high school. Um, but he, he's become successful. I can't deny. I mean, he's, he's signed to a record label. His album, um, Until Death Call My Name, by the time this podcast drops, will be out because mm-hmm. it drops on March 2nd. Um, and he's experiencing some mild success, but this de- this definitely is a setback. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Young Boy Never Broke Again. Yeah, I've heard. Of yeah, I've heard of him. Actually, I heard that the outside today song or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's 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 cool. It's a little bop, you know. Um, I mean, <clears throat> this is another situation where 
people don't know who you are behind the right. the persona that you've presented to people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they are play fighting. You know, like right. I get into what people people hear me talk to people and assume that I'm arguing with them or I'm mad at them, and mm-hmm. I be chilling. We that's just how we talk. Right. So, but. I don't. People don't know that from the outside mm-hmm. looking in. Say like, oh, he being mad, disrespectful. He's being this. He being that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So we do not know her. We do not know they behind the scenes life. At the same time, it does look very bad. You know, especially in the time in the time that we are right now, when people are trying to talk about or people are talking about domestic violence or whatnot. If you, I think you body slam. People, no one should see you body slam your 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 girl. If y'all play fighting, nobody right. should nobody should have their phone their phone out. Especially with the fact that every it almost seems like every single day we talking about son and his girl. Yeah. Like it, it's every day mm-hmm. now on the timeline. So Billboard has a timeline of his arrest, which Ooh. is crazy. Um, wow, two thousand sixteen. Look at how niggas do promo now. Look <laughs> at how niggas do promo now for artists. Um, arrested before a show for two counts of first degree murder. Dating back to whoa, Ma- okay. manage. This is 2016, so he's probably 17, 16, 17 years old. He was acquitted. Um, he was extradited to another jurisdiction and held on a two hundred thousand dollar bond. I mean, I, I have no idea. I mean, he ain't in jail now, so right. I guess all right. That's that's so. 2017, cool. accepting a plea deal, um, mainly for one count of assault with a firearm, pistol whipping. It looks like. Um, and returned to the music scene with his comeback single, Untouchable. This is out of boondocks, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're like, it's like um, Aaron Magruder wrote his whole lifetime line. Um, District Bonnie Jackson showed mercy by suspending his 10-year present sentence, user, I guess, and gave him three years probation. Um, he, Yo, them behind, I really would like to know those backdoor, those behind-the-scenes yeah. deals. Because I really feel like if I pistol the fuck out of somebody, I'm I not getting no, I'm not getting no probation, bro. His mixtape was bumping, so, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. Streets. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> DEA, Chavez. The streets need this. <laughs> bro, I got to understand, like, what's, what's, what's these deals that people finesse? I don't understand that. The lawyer was like, yo, you got to do at least two songs with Metro Boomin, because if not... Your shit's not bumping, and you're not gonna be able to make bail. Right. Um. He was currently he's currently being transferred to a jail in Georgia, and judging by I mean, if he violated pro- his probation, I, shit. It's a, oh, if man. they discover that you know he wasn't actually play fighting, and it's as serious as it is, that young boy never broke again will be. Away. But she's not gonna. I mean, if she came, I mean, she came out and said that, that she we was play it, we was play fighting. That's that's really the beginning and yeah. the end of the case because if there's no one to corroborate the story, that's yeah. it. Right. Um, I also believe he has. Judging from Fader, did an article about him again. Um, I believe he has children. Uh, oh yeah, I believe he. I saw him. I on think like he has two kid. children. No, he has four sons. Blood clots. Four sons. <laughs> He's eighteen. Has four sons with three mothers. Boy. Listen. Ooh, cha. I don't All know right, how they get well. down down there. That's a lot of warm gumbo. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, Young Boy Never Broke Again. His album comes out, and I'll listen to it. But it kind of again, it's like what's the level that we sort of have this thing where you listen to it. And I think the final rapper I'm going to talk about is Takashi Six Nine, New York's own Bushwick's own, I guess. Right. Bushwick's um, own. He's really from he from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah he's from he's Brooklyn. From, he's from Bushwick. Yeah, Even. Just um, just last week. I mean, he was arrested last week, but he was also released. He was filming the video for his record name, Billy, mm. in New York. And apparently the police came because they were like, yo, 
I guess because the police are definitely watching social media. Hell yeah. And they're watching the social media, and it was like, listen, there are people who want to, you know, attack you. Um, and also, you have no permit for this shoot, so we're going to have to arrest you. <laughs> so for your own safety and for us not having to put you in. Right. We're going to take you away, oh, and then they released him later. But just, um, just oh, a number of weeks God, ago, before insane. All-Star Weekend, he sort of made this sort of proclamation. It was like... I don't have to do the check-in when I reach L.A. I don't have to do – this is sort of a thing that goes on with sort of gang culture where you have to do the check-in or, or at least all rappers, I think. I don't, I don't know the, the full um, sort of stipulations with checking into the city. Yeah. Uh, Niggas come in with their blood identification cards. <laughs> they were like, oh, you paid your dues for this weird right. check-off. It's essentially – I think it, it actually is paying your dues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty much right. Yeah. It's actually paying your dues. But it's uh, he says he doesn't, and that did not sit well with rapper YG. YG? It's sh- funny because the game wasn't the first one to talk out of his mouth. No, I think because the game is going through his own situation. His father yeah. just passed away recently. Oh, okay. um, he's going through his whole thing. So it was YG who came in and inspired the song Suwu, which dropped uh, a number of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Takashi 6 9 I mean, he, he didn't go to L.A. during the entire weekend. He was mm-hmm. off in some other part of California doing his own thing and I think he was bragging like I'm here and nothing's really happening I'm in wine country right (laughs) and then he got back to LAX and they was pretty much waiting for him outside Um, (laughs) like like, you gotta leave at some point in time I just imagine it like you know how they run up on you in in San Andreas how niggas would pull up on bikes and shit outside the airport So there was an altercation at the airport, and he was eventually got on his flight, and he was back in New York City, but another problematic rapper. Beyond just these problems this week, he's been sort of... How you can fight the airport, though? My fault. I ain't just... I ain't never... I don't understand that. I think it's happened outside the airport before... I mean, not, son. If you go to JFK, you try try throwing hands in front of JFK. Oh, yeah. You getting arrested, bruh? There was no cops nowhere near there. I've never seen an airport like that in my life, bruh. So the the main thing, at least people sort of have the problem with Takashi Six Nine, is that he was sort of. I think he did. He was charged with three counts of sort of rape of underage, um, just uh, sex with sexual misconduct with a minor. I believe he did plead guilty. He did. He like you. If you read the whole shit yeah. online, whatever, like you could read his statement or whatnot. Yeah, he it's pled guilty rough. to it. It's pretty rough. Yeah, it's definitely pretty rough, but. At the same time, you know, he releases his, I guess, I don't know if this is an album or something, but it's definitely a project. He releases his project, Billy 6 9 It's one of the top debuting albums in the country. Sold more, I think it sold pretty much the same as Nipsey Hussle. Um, it, it's, it was one of the top, it's still one of the most streamed albums. Um, but it, it's just like, yo, where where do we sort of draw the line? And it, it makes me think a sort of because the people who are streaming this, I mean, I don't know, I don't think it's us who necessarily stream it, but it's definitely these younger kids who, I don't think they sort of care care to don't have the 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 mindset or realm to yeah to think that deep mm-hmm. to be like, nah, I can't fuck with him like that. Because it's also, I mean, this is a situation that keeps going on throughout culture. We saw the, what's his face, that white kid that um, showed the dead people in the... Paul Logan. Uh, Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah, 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 Logan Paul. And it's just like, there are people who still watch his videos and yeah. people still think. And it's people just, dead don't care. Yeah. Bro. People don't care. The shit doesn't, af- doesn't affect them. Some people just don't know because right. they're not like as involved as we are right. with, with social media 
media and knowing the articles and knowing where to find this, whatever. People, the average, let me talk about the average consumer. The mm-hmm. average consumer don't know shit. Mm-hmm. We are influencers for them, teaching right. them the shit. I mean, people listen to your podcast because they don't know nothing right. is happening. So, and I think probably even more so, that's kind of. Um, sort of disturbing than the kids who don't care. It might be the actual labels themselves. Because they're doing it all for money. Yeah. Bottom line, bruh. It's a, I mean, this is exposure for them. They've, they've, there's been interviews where people have outwardly said that these record labels are looking for people with sort of a cultural impact. They're not just talking, they're not just looking for people who are great at making music. They're mm-hmm. not just looking for talented rappers. They want people who sort of make an impact. And these are three rappers who, beyond just their actual songs have some sort of notoriety and news and things like that. And this sort of adds to, I don't know, their persona or takes away, but there's some, there's a notable sort of imprint that they've sort of made that has them known. Mm. Um, I've, I've questioned the decision of record labels because now you look at young boy, never broke again while he will make an album. Um, it's kind of like a loss. You paid him all this money. He's going to be in jail for a long time, potentially. You mm-hmm. pay Kodak Black all this money, and I don't think he's ever been out of jail by the at the same time he's released an album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think so either. Um, it's fun. kind of it's yeah. kind of weird to think about it that like yo these sort of these rappers these very problematic rappers and they're making a lot of bank and these record labels are definitely profiting off of them and they're it's not like they're helping them you know break bond or something. We see Bobby Schmurda still in jail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, Reed's just sitting at his table, yeah, sipping tea. So he's probably going to be released by from his contract by the time he gets out. If he's not already, yeah. he'll be fine when he gets out. Um, I feel like I feel like he'll have he'll have enough people wanting like 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 a track from him or right. like wanting to work with him. Mm, I hope so. I mean, it's it's a lot of time, and sort of time passes by. I don't know if we're still getting Schmigos. I'm saying they're not getting Schmigos. If, yeah. they, if they wanted to drop Schmigos, they would have dropped Schmigos. Ain't not. It's not going to be in the same place. Like I'm. A little older than y'all, and I remember when um, Shine came out of prison, mm-hmm. and niggas was hype. Yeah, I'm about to get that oh, Shine album. Oh my god, son! I played that shit. I was like, Yo, what the fuck am I listening to, bro? This you serious? Guy, um, I yeah, I, I had no idea. Yo. I'm like, yo, they hype, they hype this shit. But it's like, for the mo- the moment when he went in, he was hot. Coming out, he's not. So right. th- the times are gonna change. Side the same note, way. I know his rabbi. Oh. Okay. Side note, I met him at like I, I don't even fuck with hookah. If you know me, I don't fuck with hookah. <laughs> but for Shakur's birthday, she went to like this this like Mediterranean hookah spot, and it was like two Jewish dudes and one Orthodox Jew sitting at the table. And he leaned over to us and he's like, "Hey, do you kids know the rapper Shine?" That was a. And I was like, "Well, you know, sometimes I make visits for uh, Jewish prisoners, wow. and I'm his rabbi." What a flex! Wow. That shit is a flex. Wow. Crazy. What a religious flex! Wow. <laughs> As like, he's smoking hookah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't say anything in the, in the Torah about hookah. Oh my God! But yeah, it's just he know, let me wear his hat. This actually. is sort of an open the yarmulke. No, 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 not the yarmulke. You know, he's he's orthodox. Oh, the so big, the, the big, the, the big top, one. the top yeah. hat. Looking at okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, this is sort of an open-ended thing, so I don't know if you guys decide. Or at least if, I'm talking about sort of the listeners decide about how much they can take and how much they can't take. But I'd be interested in a response. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I'd be interested in a response. If you are fans of these artists, um, why do you continue? you listening to them and is this you know do you feel good about it i don't know do you feel like because a lot of people we talk about problematic artists are probably the most problematic or the most notable in the last decade and a half was r kelly yeah and oh yeah and 
People after, still stop the name alive. Yeah, after the last set of news, and it, and granted, it still took 17 years. I mean, I was a kid. I was 10 years old when the first allegations actually came out. And then it continued to sort of like staggeredly roll out through the first last First allegations? Decade. How old was Aaliyah when they were together? Oh, uh, I she just, was like 15 or something. Oh, now, shit. Right? Yeah, I was probably alive, but I didn't realize it then. I was five years old. Yeah, it's like no one was anyone you thought was an artist at the time to you in your mind was grown. So he's yeah. got like a career's worth of <laughs> yeah, a career's yeah. like his whole the Pied career. Piper. Yeah, the, the Pied, Pied Piper. Piper. Um, just a career's worth of doing this entire. Yeah, thing. that is a breadcrumb ass name. <laughs> Ooh. Like, like the most Bruh. Like yo, that's it. that shit is a trigger word, right? <laughs> I, I mean, like, is it? Is it? I mean, so I guess my question to y'all is like, is it problematic artist or problematic person? Because as Ooh. an artist, as an artist, can you really be, you can be, I guess you can be problematic, but you didn't, like. Your work of art isn't problematic. Yeah, it's, yeah, It's not yeah. the issue with your work of art. It's the issue right. with you as a person. Yeah. I see. But then it's also, I feel like there's a piece of you that spills into this music. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because the music ne- definitely, I don't think people make problematic music. I don't think anyone who, you know, underage rape goes on and starts spitting the entire 16 about how, you know, young women and da 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 But... Didn't Tiger have a verse about... Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. She's I'm a big girl now, dog. <laughs> that was creepy. God. Stimulation. Oh, my God. That was creepy. Shout out to little Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Um, but it's a... Is it problematic? Is it a problematic artist or a problematic person? I don't know. That's the question. I like. That's, that's what I will leave to the listeners to, to answer know. back. Like, yeah. I don't know, but it definitely turns for me personally. It turns me off from the actual music. Yeah, me yeah, too. For it, me, it, it turns me off. Like it's I just like really I can't. Yeah, I can't. I shouldn't be supporting someone. And I think people just. I think people lazily go. It's the art band, and you completely are aware of what stuff you've done. But you you get that sick feeling in your stomach. Yeah. Like, I get, I got the sick feeling in my stomach, like, over the last two years of just these R. Kelly articles, and I've been, you're reading them, and they're all long form. There's no, it's not a blurb or anything. Yeah. Great amounts long, of detail, yeah. accounts mm-hmm. from the people actually involved in it. And it's just like, I don't think I can listen to R. Kelly anymore. Yeah. I really don't think, I can't step in the name of love, I feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even transition into I'm a flirt or fiesta or anything like that. I generally feel weird about it. Yeah. It's 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 definitely rough. It's definitely rough. I mean, R. Kelly was a pivotal. I mean, damn, that's a he thing. A he is a pivotal name. artist He's in my lifetime. So many great yeah. songs. He's it, written so many great written, songs. Written, performed, clubbing by Marquez Houston. Amazing record. Um, he got a discography that just. I mean, it's it's it is written written for Whitney Houston, Michael right. Jackson, Aaliyah, just. All these sort of. I really want to know, like, I wish I, I wish I could pull it up, like somehow, like how Michael Jackson felt about R. Kelly. He'd probably be like, "That's a weird nigga." Man. <laughs> <laughs> I came over to his crib. We was recording, and this nigga had like a leather mixer. But he's with, so like, light fucking talented. That's what's crazy. He's literally one of the best R and B artists of all time. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of problematic legends. Yeah. We can't oh even, hell yeah. We can't even, um, you know, deny that aspect. So. Yeah, I mean, you know what? We'll we'll end the podcast there. That's sort of open ended question, and I'd love to hear everyone's response. Yeah, leave it in the comments section. Yeah, where where can they follow you, Wise? Um, at the real Wise. That's um, 
Wise with a Z, W I Z E. That's Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook. I'll be on Instagram stories now. So, ladies, if y'all like to. But Snapchat is dead. Snapchat is dead as Snapchat, fuck. Snapchat is, is fucking dead. Yeah, I check my dead. shit. Only like about that four or five people post. Yeah, it's oh, kind of man, sad. And bad. now I have like I have t- I can't get through everyone's IG stories. And then on Facebook with the Facebook stories, only like people that I know that are old and don't. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, come on. We don't exactly. need this. We don't, so, need, we don't need this type of. So that's a that's a dub. But so yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm most active on Twitter. But if you hit me on Instagram, I definitely got you. Um, any creative podcast you can um, follow. Um, them on Instagram is ICNDJ. The website is also ICN.DJ because people could not spell IndieCreativeNetwork.com. So no. we shorten it to ICN.DJ. A if you cannot spell that, I mean, <laughs> bro, I can't help you. Um, and of course, on Twitter, it's um, IndieCreativeNW because we could not get that at name. But on that page, we just you know share stuff from the culture. Um, because mm-hmm. we do support the culture, we support podcast culture and overall um, culture from our diaspora. So mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Um, this has been episode. Damn, what episode are we on? One forty three. One forty three. Oh shit, remember. you remember it? Yeah, right. it's my it's it's my second favorite number now. So oh okay, yeah. because of this podcast or just in general? Not nah, just because it is not. I like episode numbers. So this is my this is this numbered and an episode eighty is number one. Another one of my favorite numbers. So. All right, all right, I dig it, man. This has been episode one hundred forty three of the Two Bells podcast, and we are out of here. We out. We out.